<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. What's your from our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 2, 2022. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 560 of the Biden-Harris administration, 97 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram. My handle is the Bob Seska. Lots of funny videos. Everyone loves funny videos on my Instagram. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Patreon is bobseskashow.com. And you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. Link in the description. And, of course, he's sitting right over there. When you say Buzz Burbank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've said it all. Hi. Oh, yeah? Well, that's not how Herschel Walker explained it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi. Hi. Welcome to hi, Tuesday. Bob. Yes. Hi, everybody. Yes, it is Tuesday. He's Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm Buzz. And we're just trying not to piss off Jon Stewart. <laughs> uh, rule to live by. Be smart. Uh-huh. Uh, how about that billion-dollar lottery winner, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, th- that winner now has more money than either the very talented Bono <laughs> or the very talented Dolly Parton. Yeah. And as it turns out, the lottery winner also has a talent, uh, holding up the line at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I, now, I, did, I don't know what I did. I did something with my phone over the weekend. I'm mm-hmm. fiddling with it, you know. And, yep. and suddenly, all these text messages came pouring in. <laughs> yeah. From the Secret Service. Oh, no. Uh, and naturally, I panicked and accidentally deleted them. Ah! So you can see how that might happen. You too? Uh, oh, man. Uh, Joe Manchin gave us a brief Senate majority and agreed to vote yes on a big climate and health care bill. How about mm. that, huh? Yeah, nice. And then, and, and then he went right back to eating kittens. Donald Trump has now buried his first wife, Ivana, Uh near the first tee of his New Jersey golf course. You know what's even stranger than that? What's that? Melania is already re-landscaping it. (laughs) (laughs) And that that merry prankster Matt Gaetz has been caught on tape offering Roger Stone a pardon, but also revealing classified information. Jesus. Uh, that Matt Gates, I'm telling you, one of these days, that guy's going to get in trouble. Fingers I crossed. Just, I just know it. <laughs> uh, I, I also see in the news uh, one of America's best airlines, JetBlue, has just bought one of our worst airlines, Spirit. Mm-hmm. The new combined company will be called Mediocre. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. 
from Cato. It's Louie Gomert on the dark side of the moon. Louie. It's all your favorite Gomert moon songs. He's a hick. Louie Gomert's dark side of the moon. Go on back to East Texas where you can kick some sh- This one is psychedelic. You'll get almost as spaced out as Louie. Is there anything that the National Forest Service can do? To change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? I would have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomer. Louis Gomer on the dark side of the moon! His brain is eclipsed. And the Gomer's obsessed with the moon. <laughs> From Cato, now available at Gomart. There ain't no dark side of the moon. As a matter of fact, it's all asparagus. <laughs> okay. Wow. Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNT, and Mike on Twitter. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is one I completely forgot about. I was like, oh, that is hilarious. Why don't I remember that from playing it in the past? <laughs> um, speaking of Louis Gohmert, I guess yes. we have to lead with the most important story impacting our globe, impacting humanity right now. I know, I know. Uh, there's a big police crackdown on aggressive monkeys in Yamaguchi, Japan. Oh, dear. And what makes this story funny is not necessarily that they're running around snatching babies, apparently, these aggressive monkeys in Yamaguchi, Japan. It's this news report from uh, WGN, Channel 9 in Chicago, about the (laughs) aggressive monkeys in Yamaguchi, Japan. A couple things in this that make me laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Okay. A city in Japan is on the lookout after dozens of people have been attacked by monkeys. (laughs) Look at this picture. 58 people have been attacked in the city of Yamaguchi in just the past couple of weeks. The monkeys have targeted mostly children, babies, and the elderly. The city has hired people to hunt them down with tranquilizer guns. I guess traps don't work because the monkeys are not interested in food. Just violence. <laughs> Residents are advised. Okay, hang on, I gotta stop it right there. They're not interested in food, food just, just violence. violence. One of many things they have in common with the Red Hats, right? Exactly, <laughs> Trump supporters. <exactly. laughs> yes, let's continue. To avoid eye contact, and they say make yourself look big. Oh my If you gosh. come across a monkey, what's so that? Scarier than a bear. I. Are you kidding? That was kind of the rule. When I first signed on as an intern for the Don and Mike show, I was instructed not to make eye contact with Don and or Mike. Oh, my. It does not surprise me, but I didn't know know that. Just violence. Just violence. (laughs) Most terrifying script. What is going on? Look at it peering through the window. I'm coming for you. Mm -hmm. Try to avoid eye contact now. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) La-di-da, la-di-da. Local news never disappoints. A pox pox on those monkeys. Here we go. Yeah, no, that's, uh, they'll tear your arm, they'll tear your eyes out. Those are, those are, they can be very vicious. Oh, yeah. Be afraid, be afraid of the monkeys. According to the Associated Press, nearly 60 people in Yamaguchi have been attacked since July 8 by the deranged monkeys, which have broken into nursery schools and mainly attacked small children and the elderly. The animals aren't interested in food. They're interested in violence. Violence, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so trapping them has proven difficult. Uh, city officials have said the monkeys, which are Japanese macaque monkeys, uh-huh. tend to sneak up on people from behind. Sure. You can't hear them coming. Uh, they grab you from behind and rip your eyes out. Yeah, and you can't break free because monkeys are strong. Yeah, they have little, you know, sharp nails. And they eat old people's medicine for fuel. I mean, that's... I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. You know, we have monkeys in Florida, We have, a, and there have been cases where people have been attacked. It's rare, but uh, I don't know, like in the 50s or something, guys came down here and, and uh, set up little wild animal parks that people could go through on a boat or whatever. <laughs> And, and uh, some joker brought in monkeys, and now uh, they're all over parts of the state. Uh, yeah. and I haven't seen any in my area, but uh, apparently we have a good population of monkeys here, and you have to watch out for them when you're in uh, those necks of the woods. Yeah, those uh, monkeys are more commonly referred to as Florida Man. <laughs> yeah. And news uh, headlines, right? Also known as Ron DeSantis. He's yeah. Florida Man now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, in all seriousness, a uh, bunch of big stories here today to cover. I think one story that's getting kind of ignored, which is strange, given how uh, angry we all are about the fact that the Supreme Court decided this uh-huh. Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade and all the subsequent madness and horrors that will come out of that. Well, there's a vote, which we talked about last Tuesday, but it's important to bring it up again. They are doing a vote today to decide whether abortion will be legal in Kansas. Now, right. this is a ballot initiative that the citizens, the voters of Kansas, will be participating in. So yeah, this, and it's very uh, rare, by the way. Yeah. I think I should mention it's very rare for a ballot question to appear on a primary ballot. Yes. They, usually those are reserved for a general election when more people are voting. Fewer people are voting this time, and Republicans in Kansas are quite motivated to get this confusing bill passed. Yes. And, in fact, James Carville has said that the vote today, August 2nd, 2022, right. uh, on reproductive rights is the most consequential vote in the past 30 years. It's true. And, and they add here in Mediaite, it doesn't take a political genius to figure out why. The outcome of the vote doesn't just determine the rights of Kansas women to abortion, but it's the mother of all political bellwethers following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. So this will signal what kind of bump in voter participation that we'll get in the midterms because of the Dobbs decision, which right. is something we've been talking about. Well, maybe one of the teeny tiny slivers of silver lining in all of this is the fact that the Dobbs decision will motivate more people to get out and vote uh, in the midterms. Democrats, liberals. We hope, yes. Yeah, we but, hope. Well, keep in mind the Republicans are motivated too. That's why we're not, we can't just be kidding around here. We got to be serious about this turnout and and taking people with us, bringing people who eh don't normally vote, don't want to vote, get them motivated, find the issue that motivates them, whether it's the censorship of school books yes. or or, or the, the censorship of votes or the the uh, ownership of women uh, through these anti-abortion laws. Uh, and and uh, there's a constitutional, uh, the, the Kansas Constitution says uh, every woman has a right to abortion, has a right to decide her own body. That Those mm-hmm. words are actually in that Kansas constitutional amendment. This ballot initiative that was put on 
to a, a, a primary election ballot and worded in such a way that no means yes and yes means no. Yeah. And you have two highly motivated sides and nobody can guess how this is going to turn out. It's considered a very, very close vote. Uh, and uh, this begins uh, some of the most consequential primary elections of this primary season uh, and they run up to the congressional elections this fall. Uh, a, a lot of this is uh, a lot of states are already through, but the the states that remain to have their primaries uh, are dealing with some crucial issues that will tell us, as Bob indicated, how the general election is going to go. Yes, exactly. And, and let's be clear about this: this yes means no, and no means yes thing. Uh, right, yes. In case you're hearing this and you live in Kansas prior to uh, actually casting your ballot, which I imagine is like two people. Maybe a yes vote will allow for a constitutional amendment banning abortion. So if right. you vote yes, you're voting to ban abortion, while a no vote will keep abortion legal in the state. Right. And they add here in Mediate, a state that, in a grim twist of irony, was founded on freedom during the abolition movement, which is why it is known in many circles as, quote-unquote, the free state. Actually, you know, and, and I may have misspoken on a previous show when I said Kansas has always been anti-abortion. It's a largely rural state. The, the cities yeah. are Kansas City, Kansas, which is smaller than Kansas City, Missouri, mm -hmm. and uh, and Wichita. Uh, and, and then there are a few large towns. Yeah, don't forget Stubville. That's basically it. Uh, yes, Stubville, Stubville, yeah. Because that's where the people train stop. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, the truth is, this was the a woman's right to abortion was written into the Kansas Constitution in, mm -hmm. in recent years, in our lifetimes. And uh, this, this would, of course, take it out. Uh, but the other significance of this, uh, aside from what we've already discussed, is that Kansas is a bastion, uh, is, a, is a, a place for women to go because all of the surrounding states have or are or will outlaw abortion. And yeah. uh, people from a five-state area have been flocking to Kansas uh, to get abortions because they're not available in their own states. If Kansas falls, then these people in, uh, in a whole Midwestern region will have no place to go. And it says here Carvel has spent a fair amount of time in that state in the past week because he recognizes the vast implications of this vote. If Kansans mm -hmm. vote to allow conservative state legislators to institute a statewide ban on abortion, it would signal how many other red states will proceed. It would also right. harden the pro-life platform within the Republican Party. Of course, if the vote keeps abortion legal in the traditionally red state, that would send a massive message in the opposite direction. And, you know, I don't yeah. know where the polling lands in uh, Kansas in particular. It's 50-50, is it? Really? Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, it's too close to call. Okay. Carville, it says here, is a vocal proponent of the Democratic agenda, obviously, and his uh -huh. recent time spent in Kansas was entirely focused on the outcome of this vote. He was unable to call his shot, but he believes it will be close. He yeah. did add that a large turnout of, say, 60% from Johnson County voters... Suburban would, Kansas City. Uh -huh. Yes, would help keep abortions legal in the state. My guess is those voters represent kind of what the support for abortion rights is nationally, where yes. you've got a supermajority of people nationally who want to keep abortion legal per Roe v. Wade and Casey. So, I mean, who knows? I'm on the edge of my seat about this, because this is a... Wow. 
gigantic man. thing that isn't getting a lot of attention in the television news well, media. And, and that's one reason I wanted to sound the alarm last week on this show uh, yeah. when I said all eyes are on Kansas. I mm -hmm. said that a week ago today, and this yes, is you why. Did. You you understand now, everybody understands now why this is so crucial. And it really gets down to voter turnout. If you know somebody and if you have people in Kansas, mm -hmm. uh, and some of us do, uh, make sure they're they're out voting and that and uh, that they they're voting to protect women's rights. Yeah, uh, because this is this is as uh, John as uh, as Bob said and as the article said, uh, this is a bellwether election. Yes, and I like to think that because James Carville is out there, that yeah. there is a lot of activism focused on this, and I'm talking about activism from the pro-choice side of this, because it's not getting a lot of as I said, it's not getting a lot of attention in the TV media, and I don't see a lot of conversation right. about it happening on political Twitter either. It's funny what the TV media doesn't cover. I noticed they yeah. covered heavily the rise in gasoline prices, and then when gas prices dropped, no reporting at all, and then uh, last night I turned on the news and gas prices on the rise again. You know, and I oh god, you know, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, yeah, it's it's funny how they selectively <laughs> report things sometimes. Did you see the Steve Kornacki special last night? I didn't. I should have, but I was I was sleepy. Well, be glad that you didn't, because <laughs> oh, really? we had to turn it off after a couple of minutes. In, 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 in fact, as soon as he brought in John Podhoritz, political prognosticator, pollster, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Kimberly just literally put her fingers in her ears and started going, la, 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 not listening, not listening, not listening. Please mute this. Please, I don't want to hear him say any of that. La, 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 I am not listening. La, 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 la. But I watched enough of John Podhoritz to see him doing the one thing that I hate most about what happens on cable news, What's which that? is to reinforce and therefore validate all the ridiculous biases of certain voters. So he's talking about, I don't see the midterms turning around for the Democrats because, you know, regular Americans are going up to the gas pump and saying, oh my God, these gas prices. Right. And they're going to the grocery store and saying, oh my God, inflation. And they're saying, okay, well now we must punish someone and we're going to punish the Democrats for that. And while he's kind of analyzing the alleged reality of those views, uh -huh. he is indeed reinforcing those views because people hear that and they say, well, I well, guess I guess other people are saying this, so it's legitimate for me to say it too. And that's or, the way I'm going to vote in November because or, a guy on television is validating it. Or does it, in, in my case, motivate Democrats uh, because you realize uh, the the odds that, that have to be overcome, yeah. and so you don't dare give up your opportunity to vote uh, when 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 things are, are looking like this. And and uh, Steve is very smart and very right about the numbers. And I think, uh, to be fair, I think what he said is probably true, except. This is not a normal year. Yeah, yeah. This is not this is not a normal midterm election. Uh, nothing about this is normal. Can 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 I share with you something from the Washington Post? E.J. Dion wrote some reasons to be optimistic about the the. Yes. The, uh, the, yes. The, the midterms. Hold, hold yeah. that. Hold that thought. Certainly. I just was because I, I just want to add. It was. Uh, it was. Jo it was John Podhoritz who was saying this on Steve Kornacki's show last I night see. in that ten o'clock hour, and the other thing about that is that, as you said. John Podhoritz is living in 1992 politics. Yeah, right. He's living right. in an outmoded form of politics that, you know, maybe even applied to 10 years ago or something like mm -hmm. that. But I think you're absolutely right in your analysis that things are 
are, are a lot different now because of some of the circumstances on the ground, whether it's this rise of Christo-fascism in the United States, uh, whether it's uh, Trump, whether it's a, a, an increasingly unserious Republican Party, a destructive Republican Party, whether it's the Dobbs decision, whether it's some of these new successes of the Biden White House that we're hearing mm-hmm, about over mm-hmm. the past week or so. And I, over, I think, uh, over Al-Qaeda as well. Yeah, I think things are changing significantly on the ground that are kind of dating this ridiculous notion that mm-hmm. voters and and I'm com- I'm talking to someone who is really disillusioned about American voters and yeah, even I'm not nearly as cynical as John Podhoritz with this thing where uh, it's everyone's going to vote for fascism because they don't like the gas prices and there's John Podhoritz reinforcing it and legitimizing it validating it which is God, the worst thing that I think cable news has ever done, which is to behave that way. This is kind of a this is kind of a third rail, but I I think it's time to start talking openly about how dumb voters are. I think it's a problem we need to address. Oh yeah, uh, I was reading again this morning. Fifty six percent of American adults read at an eighth grade level or lower. Mm, okay, and so that's who's voting. That's who's driving cars. That's who's raising kids. That's who's running for school board. If I may share this with you, and it's okay. it's a little bit long, but not too bad, and every word is worth it. Uh, Tuesday, today's primaries in Arizona, Kansas, Michigan, Missouri, and Washington are a reminder of another factor working in the Democrats' favor, especially in key Senate races. GOP voters have picked a lot of very right-wing and, and very vulnerable nominees because they're so right-wing. A result of the public isn't wild about Democrats, and they like the Republicans even even less. The Pew survey found that 57% of Americans have an unfavorable view of the Democratic Party, but 61% have an unfavorable view of Republicans. That means uh, many Democrats who take a critical view of Biden, often because they don't think he's fighting Republicans hard enough, are still telling pollsters they're determined to vote Democratic in the midterm elections, uh, and the prospect of congressional breakthroughs for Biden's long-stalled program could bump up the president's numbers enough to make an electoral difference. When it comes to issues, Pew study indicates a decisive question for 22 is whether Democrats can push the campaign dialogue away from economic performance, Mm -hmm. inflation, gas prices, and toward concerns on which Republicans are at a decided disadvantage. So we should focus on on the things that can lose them the election. Yes. And it says, yes, on economic policy, voters say they agree more with Republicans than Democrats by 40% to 33%. Still, that seven-point margin is surprisingly small given the broader economic mood. Republicans have a five-point advantage on crime, and immigration is a wash with the GOP holding a one-point lead. Uh, there are openings here for, for Democrats. Uh, de- voters prefer Democrats by, over the GOP by 20 points on both climate policy and issues affecting LGBTQ people, by 14 points on abortion and COVID policy, by 13 points on health care and policies affecting race, and by four points on gun policy. Uh, 37% of Americans have an unfavorable view of Biden. 46% have a very unfavorable view of Trump. These are all openings for us. So for all the discouragement that you're hearing about what our chances are this fall, if we all just freaking vote, there are a lot of openings just outlined here. Yeah, yeah. And I completely agree. I think where I start to lapse is the fact that so many elections are decided by one or three percentage points uh, either way. 
Uh, but there are a lot of people who are still standing in the I'm talking about liberals who are still standing in their corner with their arms folded, feeling disaffected for some I reason. Know, and know, those I are the ones them. who drive me nuts because this uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. If I don't get my student loans forgiven, I'm not going to vote or I'm going to vote third party is just self-destructive and dumb. I'm sorry. I'm not setting out to attack young people. I'm just saying that if you're voting on a single issue and it's not the fact that we need to block the rise of Christo fascism in the United States, you're doing it wrong. Uh, we need to refocus our priorities. But the good news is, and just dovetailing with what you were saying uh, from the EJ Dion piece, um, we have this wonderful news about this drone strike killing bin Laden's yes. successor, Ayman al-Zawahari. This the is co-planner with Osama bin Laden of the attack on 9-11. Yes, exactly. And just to the tail end, let's do the contrast here between Donald Trump hosting a Saudi-sponsored golf event, praising the Saudis and going full 9-11 truther, while mm-hmm. at the same time, Joe Biden is killing one of the 9-11 terrorists. I'm an yeah, Al-Zawari. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And Al-Zawari has family ties to the House of Saud. So this is uh, the distinct, one of many distinguishing factors between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, which is confounding that people are still like, well, I kind of like Trump a little more. I mean, based yeah. on the polls you were oh, just yeah. reading, <laughs> I can't understand why Donald Trump is doing better in polls than well, Joe Biden right I'm, now. It's, I'm telling you, we you have a I mean? chance. That's yes. why, that's that's my message today. Yes. Because of all the things that have been happening uh, and because of the numbers you just heard, we have a very real chance. I think the uh, Inflation Reduction Act also helps our chances uh, big time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? That all connects to what's happened with this uh, drone strike that killed uh, Zawari, and uh-huh. it also connects to the PACT Act. Because what we're talking about now, hmm. uh, to be clear about all of this, is that it seems like the Democrats, led by Joe Biden, are front-loading. I don't know what the other phrase would, you would call it, but it seems like they're front-loading a bunch of successes much closer to the midterms than we've seen yes. in the past. Normally, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And so, for example, with, you mentioned the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation right. Reduction Act, for example... Could have been passed as Build Back Better last year. Yes. But would voters have forgotten about it by yes. the time this yes. coming up November rolled around? Absolutely. Yes, and I completely agree with that. It would have been lost in the memory hole. We would have. It's, in, no, yeah. it's no mistake that the Jan 6 committee's uh, hearings are t- timing out the way they are with more coming in September. And it's also the reason, the fact that there are these recent successes be- between this drone strike, between uh, the Inflation Reduction Act on the verge of being passed, Gas prices dropping precipitously as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of all of that, the PACT Act might actually end up getting passed due to all of the outrage surrounding the Republicans to, blocking. Uh, up to Kristen Sinema now. Yeah. Uh, and so we haven't really seen this in the past. And I'm no, so glad that it's happening now, right? Me too. I think it's yeah. very smart. And and these are things that needed to be pursued anyway. This is just a good time to do it so that they are fresh in the voters' minds. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we continue to indict Trump and Republicans. Uh, through the Jan 6 committee hearings and through the Department of Justice investigation, which uh, I, the more I see, the more I like. Uh, and the more I see, the more I realize they've been on this 
really for quite a while. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling good about that aspect of things, about the Inflation Reduction Act, about the killing of uh, al-Qaeda's uh, number one man since the death of Osama bin Laden, mm -hmm. and uh, you know all the other things. Uh, three, and the good news about the economy, despite the the grim way last week ended financially, here's what else happened last week. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, but uh, Fed, the Fed raised interest rates. That will slow inflation. Yes. Uh, Democrats can now pass this climate and health bill without Republicans, thanks to the flipping of uh, Joe Manchin and hopefully with the cooperation of Kirsten Sinema. Mm -hmm. uh, as a bonus to that, the GOP now faces voting against something called the Inflation Reduction Act, yes. the very thing that they've been harping about. And uh, then the bipartisan semiconductor uh, uh, bill, uh, bipartisan semiconductors, that was our old job, Bob. But, uh, <laughs> I know, I remember that. that it, and it sounds horribly boring, but what it means is electronics and cars and solar panels being made in America, jobs for America yeah. and industry for America, and uh, the more uh, the greater availability of solar panels to help mm -hmm. us in the transition away from carbon fuels, uh, and and that on top of a job picture that's already amazingly good, and although consumer spending is down a little bit, it's plateaued, it's holding steady, it's not dropping any further, it's not falling off. Yeah, it, we we can expect it to drop some after we spent all our pandemic money uh, and whatever we saved during that period of time. Uh, but as that money begins to run out, the, the the spending levels off, and it's leveled off at a pretty good place. So uh, the economy is, is looking great. We've got a lot to be optimistic about. We just have to get asses to the polls. Yes, and to be clear about what happened on Friday with the GDP news, we're yes, only talking yeah. about a 0.9% decline in GDP. And so as far as recessions go... <laughs> Especially the most recent one prior to right now. I guess technically we're in a recession right now because of two consecutive quarters of negative growth. But right. Janet Yellen is not really calling it a recession. No. Because we have jobs. Yeah, we because, have jobs. Yeah, yeah if, there are other we economic indicators. In, yeah. It'd be a real recession if we were also missing jobs. That the, What we're using as a criteria shouldn't be and isn't, in reality, the only criteria. Yes. And the last time we were in a recession, the decline in the GDP was catastrophic. Nowhere close to this. Right. But I think nothing. we all have PTSD, myself included, when it comes to that previous recession, how terrible that was. I, uh, so I think we I think some people overreact to mm -hmm. this oh, particular yeah. thing. Which, and it becomes a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's entertain the idea that it is a recession. It's not going to last uh, through the next quarter. I, I feel relatively confident and in that. Yeah. I don't know if it'll do us any good electorally or not, but I think it's okay to say Joe Biden has kept you. U.S. inflation much lower than in other countries. That is absolutely true. And so mm -hmm. this is all great. And fuck you, John Podhoritz. <laughs> and, and, Andrew, and, and Andrew Yang while we're at it. Andrew Yang. Oh, my God. That tweet. What's that about? Is that just about ego? Is he, is yes. he trying to kill the democracy? What's his end game here? He's pandering to contrarians is what he's doing. He's yeah. doing this third party thing where he thinks that third parties have some sort of shot in hell at winning elections when they don't. It, let's, yeah. this, let's be clear about this. Every time you go to vote, one of two parties, two, are going to win that election. Every ticket on your right. ballot. One of two parties. It's either going to be the Republican or it's going to be the Democrat. Occasionally, there'll be an independent thrown in there somewhere. But mostly, it's Republicans or Democrats. And if you don't vote for the Democrat, that's right. one vote advantage for the Republicans on every 
race on your ballot. So you got, let's say you've got 20 races on your ballot by not filling out your ballot for Democrats, by not participating in an election or by voting for a third party. It's making the Republicans one vote closer to success. And it's not just how you vote, it's how you speak. Uh, I've been uh, admonishing people online uh, that every criticism of a Democrat at this point is a uh, is helping the Republicans mm-hmm. stop it? Yeah, shut up and and these third parties and I and if, I don't know maybe you can address this feeling that I have that I'm as likely based on your experience my experience I'm as likely to change the mind of a third partier as I am uh, changing the mind of a red hat. Aren't they equally entrenched? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> if you've seen my mentions, <laughs> you know that to be the right. case. But how do we combat that? How do we combat either? We you know we've asked ourselves for the last six years. How do we combat uh, the red hats? And uh, once again, we find ourselves asking, how can we combat or change the minds of or win the hearts of third partiers? I don't know. I don't think it's possible. I, I think you can try. I mean, I know, for example, my guest on tomorrow's show, Carlos Ellis Rocky from the uh-huh. Stephanie Miller show and right. widely acclaimed voice actor. Uh, <laughs> he and I are going to talk about this extensively tomorrow because he's been off on this uh, crusade against uh, Jimmy Dore and some of those uh, dirtbag liberals. Who, who I, I put liberals in quotes because they're not right. they're not real liberals. Right. I, I think they're all sellouts. But uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But you know, he's been trying to do that for years. <laughs> And I know this because he tags me and he tags Hal Sparks in all of his tweets back to Jimmy Dore. So I'm uh-huh. cognizant of everything that uh, <laughs> Carlos is trying to do with regard to nice. pushing back against uh, Jimmy Dore and those guys. So, yeah, it's uh, an uphill climb for sure. And it's nothing but frustration in uh, Twitter mentions when you start to confront these people. But regarding Andrew Yang, this tweet, I believe it was yesterday, he said, It's almost as if the media establishment benefits from separating us into warring tribes. I said, what the fuck is that? I said, I said back to him, I said, you just created a new tribe that'll guarantee the Christo fascist tribe will win more elections. Your lack of self-awareness is staggering. And all of that uh, is just the tip of the iceberg with this, because what he's doing is he's siphoning off those contrarian voters who might otherwise, some of them at least, might otherwise say, hold their nose and vote for a Democrat. But what he's doing is he's giving them this other option and playing into their contrarianism, and then they go and vote for Andrew Yang's party, whatever the fuck it's called, and that's one less vote for the Democrats and one mm-hmm. right. vote advantage for the Republicans. And and all the, because it is impossible, seemingly, to change the mind of a red hat or to change the mind of a third party or yeah. uh, all the more reason to get out and vote and take other people with you. Yes. You see what our you see where our openings are. Mm-hmm. You see what our disadvantages are. You see that we have our work cut out. We're down to how many days did you say till the midterm election at this point? It is 97 days. 97 days. Yeah. Uh, barely three months, three months and a week uh, mm-hmm. to get this done. Yep. And uh, we, we have the issues on our side, I think, uh, uh, at least as outlined in that article I, I quoted from extensively earlier. I apologize for the length of that. But I thought everything in it was really, oh, yeah. really encouraging because it, it shows that uh, despite how grim we are told things are, be it from Steve Kornacki or someone 
everyone else in the media. Uh, there are some real openings and some real advantages and some real opportunities here. If only we get off our asses and vote and make sure everybody does that. There are so many people, and you know them, uh, who are not interested in voting in this election or perhaps any other ever. Uh, you got to you got to bring them around. Yes, you, you, you have got the issues on your side to bring them around, to motivate them, to get them down to the polls with you mm -hmm. uh, or to mail in their ballot, as the case may be. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I've, I've already, and, and again, vote down ballot. Uh, uh, look in your local paper, uh, even uh, their online uh, version, and find out who they've endorsed and why. And you can read some of the background and see if they've endorsed the kind of person that you would endorse. Uh, I have done that in, in the Tampa Bay area, and I'm down to like one judge and uh, the attorney general uh, nominee on the Democratic side. I've got all my other ballot figured out and filled out and ready to mail in. As soon as I, I read the last uh, research on the remaining couple of candidates, uh, my ballot is going in, uh, voted carefully all the way down the ballot. It's easy to do, and I encourage you to do it. It's the only way you can really wrest control, political control of this country again, starting at the local level, the state level, uh, the grassroots level, as we've discussed before. On the shadow docket later, we're going to talk about a CNN poll that's a little bit disturbing with regard to whether Joe Biden should run in 2024. Okay, and I, I want to be clear about how that dovetails into the midterms, because uh -huh. this is not just about the presidential campaign in 24. No. This is also no. about the midterms. And that's something I want to get into uh, in more detail on the shadow dot. In, in, in what seems like an unbelievable understatement, I've, I said yeah. last week, I think, that you can't get to 2024 without going through 2022. Yes. Remember that. And that, I think, underscores the importance of this upcoming election. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about that on the Shadow Docket. That's on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month. More on that in a Bye. second. Meantime, uh, we're also going to talk about the PACT Act once again and why yeah. the Republicans uh, were for it before they were against it. And I have a great quote from Joe Manchin that you probably haven't heard that we'll share with you then, too. Yes, yes. And this all uh, connects to what I believe is this Trump-influenced contempt for the troops, which is greatly ironic. Those of us who went through political blogs and who were participating in the political discourse after 9-11, mm -hmm. we all know how ironic and horrendous this turnaround is. Based on Donald Trump's own behavior, now we're seeing it from guys like Ben Dominich and others. They're just like, fuck the troops, and it's baffling. Especially, especially since Trump tried to use the troops to remain in power. He yep. made an attempt. He made changes at the Department of Defense to, to, to make it easier for him, I guess, to, you know, to, uh, to take political control of this yeah. country despite yeah. the outcome of the election. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, same, the same troops that the Republicans have saluted so many times in the past, uh, calling us, uh, calling Democrats uh, traitors and treasonous. Yep. Uh, these these same folks now are uh, are have, have harmed and continue to harm the military. Yep, yep, and there's uh, several examples of this, and uh, the least of which is not uh, what happened on the Senate floor after they blocked the PACT Act. So we're going to talk about uh, that okay. and a whole lot more here in just one second. But first, if you're pissed off at cable news and yeah. other very serious political analysts like John Podhoretz yeah. these days, yeah. here's an outstanding way to support independent media, specifically this show, the one you're listening to right now. For just five bucks per month, five dollars, you can support our Patreon page as we got you through the madness and chaos of our politics. 
But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. We're talking about exclusive access to the Shadow Docket Show, recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcast. You also get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content. Plus, more dings, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All that for just $5 per month, just pennies per show. So don't miss out. Again, bobseskashow.com. That is the link for you to click and to memorize bookmark it send it to all your friends and we thank you in advance okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Bob Seska! Seth Adam. Love this track. It's called Politician. Press me, press me with your big shiny, with your big shiny, slick and loaded run. Yeah, this is from uh, Seth's East Rock album. I think some new music around the corner from Seth. We played one track, previewed one track. I believe it was back in June. That'll be the first uh, cut from what he's got coming up next. Looking forward to it. Again, SethAdam.com to support Seth. One of my favorites here on the show. BobSeska.com slash music to uh, submit. Please do. All right, uh, getting back into things here on the show today on our big Tuesday show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, So the Republicans, as we were saying a second ago, have entirely abandoned the troops as far as I'm concerned. Here's here's one major example from, you know, uh, Mr. Meghan McCain, Ben Dominich. Ben Dominich, who we've seen on Fox News Channel and other networks. And remember, these are the guys who were all about they branded the notion of supporting the troops. Right. They were they were the ones who wore the yellow ribbons on their lapels and all the rest of it. And we were the cowards and patriots. Uh, we were the cowards and traitors, and they were the patriots. Yeah. That's how they played it. Yeah. Exactly. Hectoring anyone who was against the Iraq war. Right. After 9 11. 
And so uh, there was this guy on Twitter, Lucas Kuntz, who is a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. And he ended up in a debate with uh, Ben Dominich, who said I think back, it's pronounced. I think it's pronounced Kuntz. 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 Did yeah. I say Kuntz? Yeah. Oh, shit. You did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's probably the wrong pronunciation. So you're exactly right, and I thank you for that correction. <laughs> um, so in reaction to Kuntz, Yes. Uh, he, that's K-U-N-C-E is the guy's last name. Okay. Right. Um, in reaction to that guy, Ben Dominich says to him, I don't think we needed to pay you to travel across the world and murder brown people, Lucas. You should probably send that money back. Ooh. Yeah. Fuck you, Ben Dominich. Yeah. That is, uh, that is the party of support the troops. That is the yes. party that canceled... Anyone? Oh, unless you're part of the cult, unless you're part yeah. of the Republican cult, uh, you are the enemy, whether you're military or police or whatever. And as I've said, I think it was Thursday's show, I've said this a couple of times recently, every time Donald Trump at one of his now paid rallies, yeah, one of his paid <laughs> motivational speaking engagements, at every single one, he still does those sir stories where he mocks the troops he mocks his generals by, right, by by imitating them using a funny voice for laughs. Where and it, making them sound subservient. Yes. I mean, truly, they are. Uh, the president's always the commander-in-chief, but he seems to revel in the subservience. Yes, it's a general disrespect for the generals and then therefore, right. by definition, the troops. Everybody Every time, down. Yeah, yeah. Guy, guy walks into the Oval Office, he says, Sir, sir, uh, wh what are you doing here, sir? We need to attack this country, sir. And he does the crazy voice, and all the red hats in the audience laugh and laugh point, and cheer, cheer yeah. for that. He is mocking the troops. Then, with that all being context, the Republicans all vote against this, or vote to filibuster the PACT Act, which would... Well, you remember, uh, Trump said he was smarter than all the generals. I think he yeah, so back that, that far. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. And so, with the PACT Act, which would provide mm -hmm. health care to veterans who are suffering from... Uh, myriad illnesses, including glioblastoma as a consequence of burn pits and other toxic fumes that were generated during the wars, uh, they all vote to filibuster this thing. And it turns out that they not only lied about why they were for it before they were against it. We know why. But they changed their votes because of the Inflation Reduction Act, because Joe Manchin screwed Mitch McConnell. And on made the, it possible yes. for a simple majority to pass that a very important act for the Democrats and for Biden and for the people of the United States who will benefit unbelievably for this in the, in the fight against climate change yep. and the economy and health care. Uh, this is a great thing. And Republicans are all about the win and they hate the losses. And that's why you're seeing them, you know, and this whole thing about voting against uh, the PACT Act was revenge. It was just yes. revenge. It was yeah. simple revenge for you You gave yourself an easy win on this, and because of that, we're going to hold up this bill that we all voted for 
last time it came mm-hmm. up. And, uh, you know, it's just the childishness and the vengefulness and the all-about-winningness of the Republican Party. Yes, exactly. It's raw spite. This is all about not giving another victory to Brandon right before the midterm elections. That's why they're punishing the troops as a consequence of their political greed, of their political vengeance, of their pandering to the Red Hat base. And then in the wake of that, they all were captured on video I'm talking about the Senate Republicans like Ted Cruz and the others on the floor of the Senate, fist bumping their little victory. Backslapping. Yeah, yeah, backslapping in their victory over filibustering this legislation that would have helped the veterans. We showed them, didn't we? That was was the vibe coming from that. And that's what it was really all about. And and all the time leading up to that, uh, led by Ted Cruz, Mm -hmm. they all lied about why they voted. They said, oh, there was uh, some language slipped in. And, of course, that brought on the battle with Jon Stewart that Jon Stewart handily won. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And and so it'll be interesting to see. I guess we still don't know how the vote's going to go on that. Uh, uh, because some Republicans immediately got back on board and now some have fallen off again. So it's really, I don't know yet how that vote's going to turn out. I have a feeling it will pass. Yeah. Uh, and by God, it needs to. Yes. And I, I'm relatively confident that it could. We'll see. We'll see if it this does. Is Republicans, this is Republicans voting against the troops. Never mind how they've characterized the troops. Never mind how they've insulted the military. This is how they vote on the military. Pay attention. If you're going to pay attention to what they do as opposed to what they say, uh, one of our campaign arguments is uh, that the uh, the Republicans voted to screw veterans. Yep. It doesn't get any plainer than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exactly what happened. I don't think America is going to take to that very well, and it might benefit us at the at the ballot box, but th- maybe that's just me. Yeah, and then the second uh, reaction to all of this is, is mainly coming from Jon Stewart, but others are chiming in as well, is that, for God's sake, they're lying now about why they voted against it. <laughs> They're, right. They're yeah. lying about why they filibustered it. And uh, I want to be more clear about what that vote was. It was a vote to Good. filibuster. It was, it was a vote to not even allow a vote on the bill. It's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely brazen of these people. After so many years of using the troops as props for their TV commercials, for their videos, for their politics, they're not like, oh, fuck you. We don't, you know. And the, the, the weird thing in all of this, Buzz, and you can kind of see this coming is that the Democratic Party is not only growing into being the party of fiscal responsibility, the party right, that cuts right, the right. deficit, the, the, the party that's all about uh, you know making sure you pay for legislation that you propose, but also the party of supporting veterans, of providing yep. help to veterans who need that kind of help. There's nothing wrong with this. This is all positive uh, developments for the Democratic Party and very negative for the Republican Party, which is increasingly becoming the party of freaks and weirdos, if not entirely yeah. occupied by the freaks Re- and Republicans, weirdos. Republicans have alienated women. They've yeah. alienated yeah. blacks. They've alienated uh, LGBTQ, or LB, I get, I'm confused, LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they have, uh, uh, you know, they've offended so many groups, and now veterans on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 
we can't win with that kind of messaging, here's very quickly. Here's what Republicans were voting against, would would vote against if given the chance. Yeah. On the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, prescription drug pricing. We now get to negotiate. Uh, Medicare gets to negotiate with drug companies for lower prices, just like other countries do. Increased IRS enforcement. That is getting a holes to pay their taxes. Tax treats. Yeah. Uh, the corporate minimum tax. Uh, nobody pays less than fifteen percent going forward. Hello, Amazon. Hello, all you big companies. Yes. Uh, it it closes uh, closes a carried interest loophole, and it, it, but the big thing it also does is climate change provisions that not only uh, help us dramatically in the fight against climate change, but also provides jobs and industry for the U.S. at a time we need to reestablish that. So this is a huge, huge accomplishment. And if I may, I'd like to share with you a quote from uh, from uh, uh, Joe Manchin, uh, who dealt with, who was, you know, a holdout for so long on mm -hmm. this. So uh, Joe Manchin is meeting with various Democratic congressmen who are trying to change his mind, senators who are trying to change his mind about his vote and mm -hmm. ultimately succeeded. And the guy who may have done the most good, uh, Chris Coons, and uh, he was talking to Manchin. He said, look, you know, you, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but you have a pretty bad image right now. This is, this is, <laughs> That's another this statement. Is, this is your chance to fix that. Uh -huh. And 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 uh, Coons said more, but uh, Joe Manchin's response was, yeah, it would be like me hitting a homer in the bottom of the ninth, wouldn't it? <laughs> so well, this, kind this of. ladies, this it is. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is what Joe Manchin was motivated about. You know, this, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I could be, I could be the hero, couldn't I? Mm -hmm. Wow, cool. Okay, I'm on, and and that's that's where Joe Manchin flipped. Yeah. The exact quote, Kuhn says, I can't think of a better way for you to prove Democratic detractors wrong than to sign off on a bold climate deal. Prove every critic wrong. Yeah. Prove every critic wrong. And Manchin replies, it would be like hitting a homer in the bottom of the ninth, wouldn't it? <laughs> there you Good go. Lord, people. These are your elected leaders. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. But I, I guess on the upside, as I was saying before, if this had passed in November of last year, it's like a year in which people would just completely forget about what happened because right, exactly. we already, there's already a list of things You're that people right. have forgotten because of John Podhoritz's gas pump crisis. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like, oh my God, it drives me up a fucking wall that people are so, uh, their priorities are so scrambled and mixed up. That, uh, we, yeah. uh, you know, my my takeaway from this week is is that we've got a lot going for us mm -hmm. here, despite what we're being told, and despite the apparent odds, and despite historical precedent, there are some real openings here. Let's freaking take advantage of it and fix this mess. Yeah, got to vote. Oh yes, yes. And here's another reason to uh, make sure you fully participate in elections going forward. And I'm not just talking about the presidential elections. I'm not just talking about the really sexy, high-profile national elections. I'm talking about state and local elections, more specifically yes. state legislature races. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Donald Trump going full 9/11 truther, and uh, maybe something about Ivana Trump's pathetic grave sight here in just a second. Uh, but first, we'll take a, a short break and be back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Brand new music from Tyree McQueen. Tyree McQueen, brand new recording artist here to the show. A song called "Sugar, We're Going Down." Yeah, I yeah, love the chorus for this one. So nice take on that song. Great cover there. Yes, absolutely. And uh, link in the description to support Tyree Williams. Please do. There's some other songs in there that are equally as great. All right. BobSeska.com slash music to uh, submit, of course. All right. So getting back into things as far as the election goes, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this next thing because I think we've talked about it in the past and people know where I land on this. I believe that we need to reconfigure our priorities in terms of what elections get more attention. And I'm not saying to ignore the White House. I'm not saying to ignore presidential elections or uh, Senate or House elections either. I'm just talking about prioritizing in a greater way state legislature races because well for one the worst shit in our politics is happening at the state level 30 of 30 of our 50 state legislatures are controlled by republicans uh this greatly influences the policy of the nation you see what's happening with the abortion laws right now and the bans against them uh when 30 of our 50 states are controlled by republicans that's what you're gonna get and i take it down to to an even lower level uh those judges are important those county council members and city council members and mayors are important uh but uh, your local election officials uh, there are some very very important races down ballot that if you can see from the, the the news over the last summer over the last year uh this affects our kids educations and the environment in yep. which they go to school in terms of gun safety and book censorship and and the suppression of the lgbtq community uh this you know it, it's this is what's affecting your life on the local mm-hmm. level are yeah. uh, these local politics so yes the state legislatures we democrats must re-rest control 
control of those. And that's going to be a big job with them holding 30 of the 50 states and making the rules. Uh, and then we have to wrest control back of our school boards and, and other local and election offices where uh, newly uh, elected or soon to be elected individuals will have the ability to overturn election results. Yes, exactly. And there's one other thing that is uh, increasingly disturbing as Republicans seem to win more and more at the state level. And that is the notion of a constitutional convention being called by conservatives, mm -hmm. by Trump mm -hmm. people, by yeah. the f aforementioned freaks and weirdos. I've heard of this. Right. So if 34 state legislatures vote in favor of having a constitutional convention where they all get together, they propose constitutional amendments and then ratify them, it can happen. Right now, 19 states 19 state legislatures have approved of that notion five more state legislatures have made progress in that direction as we speak right now the republicans have 23 state trifectas 23 that's where they control both chambers of the state legislature and the governor's mansion while democrats have only 14 and 13 uh, state governments are divided between Republicans yeah. and Democrats and some Kansas. version of, yeah. Kansas, where the abortion uh, vote is taking place as a Democratic governor, but she does not, she cannot veto a supermajority that is held mm -hmm. by the Republicans in both houses of yeah. that state's Congress. Uh, so again, you see how important these local races are yeah. uh, from state representative on down. So 23 state trifectas held by Republicans. 34 needed to have a constitutional convention. Right. So they're not that far away. And given the fact that 13 states have divided leadership at the state level, uh -huh. if the Republicans get back 10 of those 13, that's mm -hmm. it, or whatever it is. Yeah, two, four. Or, they only eleven. Need, they really. They only need four. If they, you say they. Have, well, no, they have twenty-three, and so they okay. need thirty. They need thirty-four right. to I vote. I, I, was, I was still on the they control thirty state legislature. Uh, well, I guess that, that may be the case, but they maybe don't have the governor's mansion in those states right. in, in all right. cases. Right. Right. So it's actually twenty-three trifectas where they control the entire state government. Mm -hmm. Uh, according to Business Insider, Rob Nadelson, a constitutional scholar and senior fellow at the Independence Institute who closely studies Article 5 of the Constitution, predicted to Insider there's a 50% chance that the United States will witness a constitutional convention in the next five years. Five years. Yeah. Whether it happens, he said, is highly dependent on Republican success winning state legislatures during the 2022 midterms. It, it also hinges on the Democratic turnout. Yes. That, uh, only Democrats can stop this, and only if they vote. Got to pay mm -hmm. attention to the state legislature races and yes. discuss it. I wish something like that, I wish a discussion about that sort of thing would get more reach on social media. It just doesn't. If you post about your state legislator or... Uh, a close race or how your state legislature might be on the brink of getting a democratic majority or mm -hmm. whatever. It's just not going to get any traffic on social media. So consequently people don't tweet about it. They don't post about it on Facebook, etc. It just doesn't happen. And that's not good. <laughs> More attention needs to be paid to this. And why is that? Well, among many things that would get proposed at one of these constitutional conventions are most likely this list of what are called liberty amendments composed by Mark Levin, by oh talking adenoid Mark Levin. <laughs> and the nefarious thing about this is it really starts out with a bunch of things that most regular people would probably support. Like, number one, 
there's 11 of them. Number one, impose congressional term limits. Number two, repeal the 17th Amendment, returning the election of senators to state legislatures. Well, that one Mm -hmm. is very controversial. Number three, impose term limits for Supreme Court justices and restrict judicial review. Number four, require a balanced budget and limit federal spending and taxation. That would get huge support. Define Mm -hmm. a deadline to file taxes, uh, subject federal departments and bureaucratic regulations to periodic reauthorization and review create a more specific definition of the commerce clause. Now here's where it starts to get sketchy. Allow states to more easily amend the constitution by bypassing Congress. Oh dear. Okay, that's the, I think the second of really dangerous ones next to the uh, eliminating the 17th amendment. Uh, the next one is, this is number 10, create a process where two thirds of the states can nullify federal laws. That's pretty awful. Number 11, require photo ID to vote and limit early voting. So those are the 11 uh, liberty amendments by Mark Levin. You know, you you cited a point in the list, and I'm sure you're correct, where uh, the the proposals got even more severe. But but I I was seeing red flags even before you got to that point. This whole thing from top to bottom is uh, is frightening. And again, there's only one way to stop it, and you know what that is. Oh, yes, yes. So I think partly the reason why the Republicans have this level of power is gerrymandering. That's for sure, because state Uh, legislators And voter suppression and all the other dirty tricks and cheating that they are prone to. Yeah, state-level districts are gerrymandered to an extent. Oh, and yes. so, yeah, Jump so that up. locks in a certain number of uh, of Republican state legislators. But at the same time, there are many that are competitive that we need to spend a lot more time focusing on. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. look up your yeah. state legislator. I'll put a link in the description to do that. Good, we good. go and put in your address and find out who your state legislators are, your state uh, delegates, your state uh, senators, and so on. And so you know mm-hmm. at least their name Names. I mean, that's a good uh-huh. starting point because right, I think a right. lot of us who are sitting in the corner with our arms folded, disaffected about Joe Biden not giving us a pony, don't know who the fuck our state legislators are. And that's right, a problem right. because I think if they did, I think if they focused on maybe what their state government is doing and not doing for them. Right. You see how much our lives now are being shaped by that's how we got minority rule in this yeah, country where, yeah. where Republicans are making the rules on education and abortion and everything else. How did we get here? By letting them win those down ballot races. That's right. And that's why it's important for us to wake the frig up and, mm-hmm. and start and start voting down ballot. Yes, indeed. So, meantime, Donald Trump went full 9-11 truther. Why? Because he needs Saudi money to survive. This whole myth of him being a right. billionaire is horseshit. His entire empire is held together with scotch tape and Saudi <laughs> money, Russian yeah. money. Obviously. And so he was asked during this uh, ridiculous Saudi-sponsored golf tournament uh, over the weekend, he was asked about it and just was kissing Saudi ass. Unfucking believable But in the process of that, trying Mm -hmm. to exonerate the fact that most of the 9-11 terrorists were Saudis by right. saying, well, we don't know what the fuck happened on 9-11. Yeah, nobody knows what yeah. happened. Yeah, here's, yeah, We need to get to the bottom of it, he says. Here's sweaty, bloated, inflamed Trump at his uh, uh, Bedminster Golf Club. Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have, as to the maniacs that did that horrible thing to our city. To nobody's gotten maniacs. to the bottom of it except the 9-11 commission, and, you know, all the prosecutions right. that took place of the uh, masterminds behind it, etc. No, Every, no I, with with this latest killing of Zawahari, uh, yeah. the the with this latest killing, 
the U.S. has now captured and or killed everyone who was involved in the 9-11 attacks. Yep. The, J- Joe Biden put the finishing nail in that coffin uh, yesterday uh, with his announcement. Listen to him praise the Saudis, the people who tortured yeah. and murdered right. an American journalist. This is this kissing ass. He needs their money. Country to the world. So nobody's really been there. But I can tell you that... Uh, there are a lot of really great people that are out here today, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to celebrate, and money's going to charity. A lot of money's going to charity. And you have really the best players in the world, many of the best players in the world, and soon you'll probably have all of them, because remember this, if there's a merger, the people that didn't come, they will never get anything except a thank you from people that took advantage of them. I've known these people for a long time. Saudis. I've known these people a long time. Saudis. Saudi Arabia, and they've been friends of mine for a long time. Uh, They've invested in many American companies. They own big percentages of many, many American companies. And uh, frankly, what they're doing for golf is so great. What they're doing for the players is so great. The salaries are going to go way up. Uh, The PGA was not loved by a lot of the players, as you know, for a long time. Now they have an alternative, and nobody would have ever known there was going to be a gold rush like this. Ah, oh, fuck off. Yeah, uh, that was Trump the other day at his golf course, his golf club. I, I um, gotta say, I was uh, very pleased, and and uh, my opinion of Tiger Woods uh, notched up uh, a bit when I heard today that he turned down uh, three quarters, actually, yeah, three quarters of a billion dollars wow. to, to play in, three quarters of a billion dollars to play in that golf tournament, and he turned it down. Good for him. Uh, you know, man, that's that's ethics. Uh, you know, first of all, he doesn't need the money, but but mm-hmm. secondly, I mean, it, it's nice that he was at least in a position that he could say no to that, unlike, yeah. say, Greg Norman. Yes, and I'm sure you saw, there's a, you had a joke about it in your monologue, but uh, Ivana Trump buried uh, on uh-huh. the golf course. Right. Because nothing says we honor our mother than having her buried in the middle she, she <laughs> of gets, the golf she course. Gets, she gets buried near the first tee, and I think that means Marla Maples goes next to the second <laughs> tee, and then uh, Melania by the third, third tee. Third tee, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So basically they've turned their graves into fairway hazards. That's what these <laughs> things are. If not, every feral cat in all of Bedminster oh. is going to be using that the dirt in the grave as a litter I, box. Ivana's pla- plaque is so slim, you're not going to trip over it. You know, <laughs> So it's really really not a hazard at all. It's just play, playing through. Oh, yeah. And it turns out, after some research, this uh, woman on uh, uh, Twitter as Blue Check, uh, Brooke yes. Harrington, mm-hmm. discovered that, oh, my God, there's a tax break for that. Three, actually. Yeah, there's several tax breaks. So mm-hmm. if you register as a cemetery, uh, that relieves you of the payment of real property taxes on lands dedicated to cemetery purposes, income right. taxes, right. sales and use taxes. There, there you go, they're the three. And all you need is one grave to register right. as a cemetery company. He's, he's got room for 10. I don't know who else he may have in mind, but uh, and who doesn't want to be buried in a golf course in New Jersey? I just can't think of a better yeah, a no. better way to end your life than that. Nothing screams, I'm a billionaire. Like, so he did, he did, yeah, he did it so he didn't have to pay taxes. Right, Donald Trump right. is now the undertaker. 
cheap bastard. Oh, you know what? Speaking of cheap bastards, I want to get this in before we wrap up the show. Okay. Uh, mentioned this on Friday's after party. I'm going to repeat it again for the uh, free show listeners. By the way, if you yeah. want to hear the after party, ten dollars a month. You also get the shadow docket on our Patreon page, so you get the shadow docket after party, all for ten dollars a month. BobSuskaShow.com. Interesque. Y- yeah. Well, we have some good news from Louis DeJoy's United States Postal Service. Oh, good. This is actually kind of amazing. And I was shocked to see that Louis DeJoy was, uh-huh. you know, involved in this somehow. I, I can only really? imagine that this wasn't Louis DeJoy's idea, that someone else came up with the idea and he's like, <laughs> oh, fuck it, I'm going to get overruled anyway, so fine. Um, the U.S. Postal Service has created a new dedicated division to handle election mail. The election and government mail services, part of an effort to effectively deliver mail-in ballots to voters and election offices in advance of the 2022 midterms. I think that's good news. I think that's great news. And and it also should be used to deliver uh, vaccines. uh, I mean, not vaccines, but uh, but, uh, masks and and tests and those kinds of things, uh, public health, things that are important coming from the government to the people. It just disturbs me that uh, such uh, an agency exists under Lewis to joy yeah who i still believe uh, did what he could to try to screw up the 2020 election <laughs> yeah and by the way you mentioned vaccines i don't want lewis DeJoy delivering my vaccines so no yeah i'm glad i'm glad you clarified that because lewis <laughs> DeJoy coming at you with a syringe not yeah. the scenario I want to be in. That's like a torture scene from The Sopranos or something like that. Or I like used a to get this zombie is a, movie. It's a small thing, but I used to get a, an email every morning about 7 a.m. Uh, with photographs of the pieces of mail that I would be receiving that day. Uh, it's kind of a cool. You get a little preview of what you get in the mail. Oh, wow. Uh, now, now it comes at like 3 p.m., sometimes after the mail has already been delivered. That's just part of the Louis DeJoy uh, post office. <laughs> Well, thank we, you. yes, thank you, Louis DeJoy. Uh, and by thank you, we mean something else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, coming up on yes. the Shadow Nugget, which is yes. happening on our Patreon page. Well, I mean, if, if, if it's after we're done with the show, you're going to get it instantaneously. In fact, you could stop the show right now and go listen to the Shadow Nugget if you're signed up on our Patreon page, bobsuskashow.com. We're going to talk about Better Call Saul. Okay, good. And why Buzz is confused. <laughs> why Buzz is confused about Better Call Saul. We're going to get into that uh-huh. on the Shadow Nugget. Also, uh, uh, Donald Trump has endorsed Eric for Senate in Missouri. Yes. We're going to talk about that. that. It's a little confusing. <laughs> I'll just leave it dope. at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, a blast from our climate crisis past. And uh, something about that CNN poll about uh, Democratic voters turning their backs on Joe Biden for 24. We'll get into that. Plus, uh, maybe some good news for COVID-19 boosters coming up. Yeah, yeah. So that and a whole lot more coming up on the Shadow Docket podcast, which happens on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow or if, if all that's too hard to memorize, just go to bobseska.com. Just beneath the logo, you'll see big capital letters that say Patreon. Click that link, and it'll that's take it. you to our Patreon page. And then there are several options for how you can sign up to support the show. You'll see the first three options right there on your screen, a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. You get all kinds of bonus content in exchange for the 5 and $10 tiers. And then there's another tier, the $15 tier, that's hidden behind a Show More Tiers right. button. 
which is oh. frustrating, but it's there. So you can also sign up at $15 a month. Get to the ultimate edition of the podcast. That's the Shadow Docket after party, and plus we take out all the commercials from the show. $15 a month. You get everything we have to offer for that uh, ultimate edition of the But there is, there, there is a sex quiz. <laughs> See you on the Shadow Docket. Bye-bye. <laughs>